you were trying to compose yourself to the point where you could walk around, get in the driver's seat, and not have Penny see you like completely broken. Yeah. Is that fairly accurate? I would imagine so, yes. I mean, we haven't talked about this. No. And, and, and I'm going through, and I, <laughs> if you can see me right now, I got my eyes closed. I'm, I'm trying to go through like these thoughts and these visuals in my mind. And as I'm watching this like happen, like obviously through my mind, I'm like, what am I doing? What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Shall we start? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a little different format. We, meaning Jessica and I, are in our recording studio, (laughs) a.k.a. our basement (laughs) office, and Steve is lounging on his warm, comfy couch. The The word was sprawled out. Sprawled out. Luckily, he put some pants on. I did. I was kind of excited to record with no pants on for once, but then I remembered we're doing this via I, Zoom and there's a video feature. I wasn't going to wear a bra and then decided <laughs> I probably should wear one. That is, that is actually true. So I was right there with you, Steve. So Jessica's sick. That's why we're doing this remotely. She has coronavirus. I don't have corona. No, she doesn't. That's false. You got tested for coronavirus today. How was that? I did get tested. It was very... Did they shove that thing clear up your face? Up my face. Isn't that what they do? Up my nose, yes. And it it Does was it hurt. Uh it's uncomfortable. It's not like painful. It just doesn't feel very good. Hmm. Do you have to lean your head back like this? You do have to <laughs> lean your head back like that, Matt. Ugh. Good demonstration, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, So it, what do you have? I just a cold or something. Mm. They said I don't have corona, so that's good. Um you're not allowed to get a cold during coronavirus times dude it messes with your head it does because like with everyone's head i shouldn't be sick i haven't been out i haven't been around everybody or anybody but our kids have and so it's like okay i must have just picked something up randomly somewhere but it is like a weird thing of like who have i been around in the last couple days and it's only in the last couple days i've been around anybody so it kind of stressed me out and freaked me out a little bit. Like I took my friend dinner Sunday who just had a baby and like she had me come into her house because she's super laid back about it all. And then I was like, oh my gosh, what if I have Corona and I was around this new little baby? That stressed me out. And we had, Penny had one friend over for the first time since all this happened and she was over yesterday. So anyways. I think it's funny that Penny, did she actually stay in her room all day today? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because... <laughs> Yep. She quarantined herself from you. Yeah. She, <laughs> like when I came home from getting tested, I didn't see her until I told her that my test came back negative. It's funny because, so we made, we made Jessica a sign and. Matt and Penny did. Right, right after we hung it up, Penny goes, okay, so should we go hide? I was like, go hide. It's not like a surprise party or anything, is it? She's like, no, I'm just going to go hide in my room. (laughs) (laughs) And she never came back. She did make me lunch. uh, So that was really nice. 
She makes Steve lunch all the time, so that's not different. (laughs) (laughs) But just kidding, Steve. Yeah, it was just it was a weird feeling, and I'm I'm like relieved I don't have it. Part of me just wanted to be done with it, but at the same time, we don't really know that you're done with it, even if you get it once. So, Hmm. yeah. Well, good luck with the cold. Thanks. I should be feeling better. But yeah, so we're recording separately because we weren't sure if I had corona. And if I did, we didn't want to record together. And then we just decided to stick with that because then Steve doesn't get sick either way, mm-hmm. which is good. Matt might, but Steve won't. Matt was going down anyways, though, whether we recorded together or not. <laughs> Matt, you need a haircut. What? What are you talking about? Talking about how you look like Bernie Sanders right now. <laughs> oh, you do look a little bit like Bernie. What are you talking about? Especially, especially now that you have fluffed the sides. Good job with that. Oh, I fluffed everything now. Oh, gosh. Very <laughs> I was going to make a comment, but I'll refrain. What about my hair, Steve? Don't I need a haircut? I think yours is sufficiently cut. Yeah, I don't think it's getting much shorter. Without taking some skin off with it. Yeah. You bicked it. I did. I bicked it. I was bold. I've wanted to do this for a long time and I just went for it. Speaking of being bold. Yeah. Your be bold well, course. Bald. <laughs> <laughs> that too, Steve. Speaking of being bald. What, Matt? <laughs> what did you have to say about the topic of being bald? <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve. We're being bold. Oh, okay. Bold. Yeah. Okay, so carry on. What are we going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Matt started bringing up my Be Bold course. I believe yeah, the is Be Bold course. Yeah. So right now, I have opened registration for the first round of my Be Bold course. And what it is, is it's a course to help people identify parts or areas in their life where they're feeling unsure or they want to make change or be bold to help improve their relationship with themselves, and also their relationship with others. So that is what we are doing. And actually- you got a couple takers today already. Yeah, yeah. And I'm only opening up this first round to five people, and you get a discounted rate because it's the first time, so you kind of get to work through the kinks and stuff with me, but that also means you get more access to me and more individualized help. So- So what does- So you said it helps people- (laughs) i missed that last part steve what (laughs) i wanted more details of what you're going into you said it helps people be more sure of themselves so it helps you identify structure how does what does this do there's so it's a six-week course and each week will focus on like a different thing like for sure the first week we're going into like creating a vision of what you want your life to look like, who you would be, who you want to be, and really like fine tuning that, not just like a big broad vision, but what you really want. So then we can narrow in what it is now that's keeping you from getting there. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. And you guys actually are in the private group, like the members only group for people who are in the course. When you say you guys. I mean Steve and Matt. Okay. You two are in there. Steve, I don't think you've actually accepted my invite. I was just wondering invite. if you were magically able to have all of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> you are all in. So then if like people do have specific questions that maybe you guys can help answer, you guys can chime in on that as well. Like if they want a hair tips from Matt. Yeah. Yeah. 
basically. Okay. I'm going to do a hair tutorial like Jessica did. <laughs> he has not stopped fluffing his hair for the last <laughs> five minutes, by the way. Uh... Like, I need a pick. <laughs> Just wait. Someday it will be permed, Steve. I'm excited to see the perm. If you think this is puffy, wait till it's like... <laughs> I'm excited for that. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, so if you want more info on the course, real quick before we leave that, go to the link in our show notes, or you can go to www.beboldcourse.com backslash bebold. There you go. Backslash or forward slash? Whatever, the slash, the one that you use with everything. <laughs> the most used slash. Okay. Is this a backslash or forward slash? Forward slash. Forward slash, people. Good, good hand signals. Thank good you. Good slashing hand signals, Jessica. I'm really good at this. Yeah. I'm going to leave my hand like this the rest of the recording. Okay. Okay. Matt just slapped it. Wasn't there something else we were supposed to talk about before we got started? Um, Is there something else you guys wanted to address? We're coming up on a year. Is that it? Yes. No, but we are coming up on a year. This will post, what, a week away from a year? Yeah. The next episode will be like the one year mark. We actually, I think our first episode actually dropped on June 8th wow. last year. And so we're counting June 2nd, that first week in June as our so that means one year. It'll be 52 episodes. Yeah. yeah. This is number 51. Yep. No, this is 52. This is 52. Oh, this is 52. Whoa. So that'll be number 53. Wow. Cool. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Someone messaged me a little bit ago yeah, and said that he has listened to our entire podcast since we last recorded. <laughs> what? <laughs> he finished episode 50 like 15 minutes ago. Oh, I really wish you guys could see what's happening in the camera right now because Oscar, we have a special guest today. <laughs> Oscar, my dog. Yeah. He is trying to speak into the microphone. <laughs> Say something, Oscar. Can you hear his sniffing? Uh-uh. <laughs> He's just sniffing the microphone. It's really funny. He's like, what are you doing? Weirdos. Yeah. Why are you talking to this microphone? Yeah, who's on the screen? And what's up with Matt's hair? And Jessica's for that matter. <laughs> Probably. He's judging you both. We, we thought about doing like a TikTok. If, have you seen the TikToks where it's like you flip the switch? Uh, Yeah. So we've thought about, okay. Like the makeover stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So we thought about like me shaving my head. And then getting a wig like this for Jessica, just like flip the switch. <laughs> I have a wig <laughs> that's like this. That looks like Matt's hair. It's that one that I've used for '80s stuff. I don't know. It's from my grandma. It's from my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Aww. What are we talking about? What else are we talking about tonight? It doesn't feel like we're recording. This just feels like a silly Zoom call to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better get into it, Steve. Because you're the moderator now. Yeah. Have you guys had any Zoom calls, like family calls or friend calls or whatever during quarantine? Yeah. yeah lots of them. They're kind of, they're kind of fun. It you guys is are fun. probably all business though, Matt. Well, no. no, we had we had one family call. Okay. On Zoom. <laughs> We've done Anyway, that's what this feels like now. I feel like I should have a cocktail in hand. <gasps> Maybe I should. <laughs> I want to drink while we record. <laughs> There's no drinking at Jessica and Matt's house, but you can drink all you want no, at your house. Why didn't I think of this sooner? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah. 
That could make for an interesting episode. Let's go back to normal. It's not going to go back to normal. Your hair's not going to go back to normal at this point. Watch me. Okay. Watch me. me. Let's get into this. Okay. So last time we ended, we had just gone on the trip to Tahoe to see your aunt. And then we were going to talk about the the trip to the Grand Teton. Why are you holding a textbook? This is my journal. She's going to read to you, Steve. You guys wanted me to go into my journals. And look, I marked them like you do, Steve. But there's only like three marks instead of 27. (laughs) Okay, but I have a more advice. Don't get those post-its wet. Did I tell you about this? (laughs) Yes, you told us. So when we were done recording, I put that journal on the passenger seat of my car with all its pink post-its in it. And then at some point, I threw my backpack on top of it and my water bottle leaked. Yeah. And it took all the pink color out of the post-its and permanently soaked it into my passenger seat. It's black leather. How do you how do you even get pink post-it colored stuff in black leather? It must be highlighter color. You must well, be was real very tricky. All right. All right. Yeah, it talked about what talked about? Your, my your journal. journal. Your textbook? My textbook is <laughs> Yeah. It said today sucked and last night. <laughs> Wait, where were we? And I don't see the sucking ending anytime soon. Never. This is actually on my way to the Grand. Oh. Is when I'm writing this. And it did suck. I don't remember what happened right before I left, but things were not good still. Like, we weren't talking. You didn't come with me on this trip, which was a big deal. My whole family had planned this trip up to the cabin. My uncle has a cabin up in, up in Victor, Idaho, which is by the Grand Teton. And the whole family was going. And then you decided to stay home, you and your kids. Yep. And I went up with Penny. Well, I remember, why did you stay, Matt? I don't, I don't remember exactly why I stayed. Do you? You used work as an excuse, but it wasn't. Well, you, I didn't have to you work. You didn't want to come. You had already, yeah. I remember it was kind of in limbo. Either way, that's what I remember. Yeah. So he didn't come. And it's interesting because I was talking to one of my friends later on. And telling her, yeah, things have been rough and whatever. And she's like, I knew something was off when he didn't go on that trip with you guys to the Tetons. She's like, that just seemed like you're newlyweds. Why isn't he going on this trip with you? Like, it just didn't make sense. And you had gone on some trip, and I think that's pretty soon after this, with your friends to Mexico. Okay. And she, same thing. She was like, it just didn't make sense to me. But- so I remember this was, was this right after my cousin's funeral? No, that hasn't happened yet. You sure? You're, I don't know. You're re- your, your hair wasn't bright red? I don't think so. Oh. No, not at the Tetons. Oh, that's right. Cause there's pictures of there's that. There's pictures of the Tetons. I'm going to post those pictures. I look so good <laughs> at the top of the grand. No, that was like another year into our marriage. Year? Yeah. Matt thinks everything happened right at the beginning of our marriage. <laughs> and it didn't. It was really a jumble. Well, I don't feel like we lived in the Hayes house for a year. We were there a year. Hmm. Yeah. Matt, do you remember because how remember we moved me and Jessica for not remembering when anything <laughs> happened? Yeah. I remember this. Well, guess what? <laughs> How's the turntable? Huh. 
how the turntables turned. Yeah, I was quoting Michael Scott there, right? I know, yes. <laughs> Except I think I still quoted it wrong. He quotes it wrong. But he I... quotes it wrong, and then you quoted him wrong? Yeah. yeah. Good job. Double wrong. <laughs> Double. <laughs> that was a Steve Stoddard. Uh, so, yeah, you... You were, you had gotten work off from UPS. You had like things cleared to go. You just decided it was too much. And I don't know if it, like you felt like you were in an uncomfortable situation going and climbing the grand or if you just felt overwhelmed in general. Which Let's you, talk about climbing the grand. If well, you don't what, know what the Grand Tetons are, look them up. They're stunning. This amazing mountain range in Idaho slash Wyoming. And climbing to the top of them is like a huge like climbing to the grand the top of the grand is a big deal yeah that's like a big life achievement and one that i really didn't want to go on at this point (laughs) i talked about something you had wanted to do for years and years and years i don't like backpacking or hiking my family wanted me to do it with them for years and years and years. And I agreed because matt wanted to go with me and then it was exciting like okay i'll go do this with my husband so then I was stoked and my whole, like my sister-in-laws both went, which was a big deal too. Like it was all of us except my mom. She was staying home with the kids. Staying at the cabin. At the with cabin the with the kids. So I go up and I stop and talk with my aunt Casey, who's also, I mean, she relates, she's been through a divorce. So it was good to stop and chat with her and she's been remarried. So we connected on all of that. And then I say the next day. We were supposed to go climb the Grand today. So this must be like super early in the morning. So let's let's back up a little bit. Like I wasn't super excited to, this was going to be like a first time hanging out with Jessica's family and her brothers and- The in-laws. With the, the whole in-laws. family together. With the whole family together. And that was, I mean, to me that, that, was, why you- that was pretty like overwhelming and scary. Not, I don't know. It was just, it wasn't comfortable. Is that why you chose not to go? I, part of the reasons, I'm sure. And that's what I was kind of saying is I think it was like this culmination of things where it just became too much for you. Yeah, I was just overwhelmed. you just decided it was easier to stay home. But I was devastated by you not coming. And like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm supposed to get up and go climb the ground. We're supposed to leave to go probably just to base camp that first day and I was just debating I really just wanted to drive home and I kept telling my family that I'm done I just want to go home I need to take a couple days to myself and I wanted to just go stay at my parents house and like try to get myself emotionally calmed down basically so that I could show up better again to figure things out with Matt but they convinced me to go, and I was, I was not happy. How did they convince you to go? They just kept pressuring me. And I often, I really tend to not let people pressure me into things. But this was one time I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm here. I'm being ridiculous. But I really probably shouldn't have go- gone. I, I always wonder if I was just miserable on that trip, like what my family remembers of me on that trip if I because <laughs> they all knew I was a mess I also remember <laughs> well, we should ask them yeah we should ask them 
So we climbed the Grand, which was a really cool experience. I mean, we did it in a day. So we went to base camp. We hiked into base camp, which was, I don't know how far in. And then the next morning, we woke up super early, hiked all the way up to the top, hiked slash climbed. There are parts that you rope in for. Made it to the top, hiked back down, packed up camp, and hiked out. And my feet... Wait, do people usually do it in just one day? No. <laughs> this is Maybe how my brother. that's brothers, why I was miserable. This is how my brothers and my dad roll, though. They just, like, go do it and crush it and then get out. And I literally... That's not fun. No. It hurt so bad. I don't think my feet have ever hurt that bad in my life. Some and I was I in good go shape. Trip. <laughs> I was in really good shape, but I it, probably would have hated... You would have hated it. Matt would have been miserable to be with. On that trip. I would have probably punched somebody in the face. It's a good possibility. Not that I do that the often. question is but... who. <laughs> Which one of us would Matt have punched? <laughs> I have my guesses. <laughs> I, I'm probably not going to say I'm on, on this. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so then I did leave early, though. We came home from the Grand that day, went to bed. And the next morning I was out of there and like I called Matt and said, I was like, all right, I'm going to call and ask him out on a date for when I get home. And I said, you need to just make sure your kids are with your mom or something, which he like struggled to do that, to give up the time with his kids to go on this date with me. And I just made it clear that it needed to happen. <laughs> do you remember this? No. And I'm pretty sure this is when you actually talked to your mom and dad, like made the list of reasons you wanted to be done. Could be. Because I remember you, I remember calling you and you saying, oh, I'm just driving home from my parents' house to put the kids in bed and stuff. And so when I got home, we went on a date to the fair. Do you remember the date to the fair? No. Like the county fair? You don't remember this date? The Western Idaho Fair where we had appetizers the whole time? I don't know. I'm sure we ate, ate a, ton a ton of food. food. We climbed. And I said, we went on a super fun date to the fair. We climbed? You climbed? <laughs> no, after I climbed. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we went on a fun reading. date to you the fair. And we decided we were going to continue forward with confidence and hope for the best. So you guys had a DTR. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyone remember what DTR means from your junior high Yes, determine the relationship. (laughs) I actually used that in a post the other day. Determine the relationship. I'm pretty sure that was just like a Mormon thing. Probably. acronym. Yeah. Because I've used it multiple times in recent years and no one knows what I'm talking about. Really? Yeah. Okay, somebody tell us if this is just like a Mormon LDS thing. Yeah, DTR, determine the relationship where you have to like Get serious and talk about where is this heading? What are we doing? Are we staying together or not? I swear I've heard that in shows or something. Me too. I thought so too. But every time I've used it, people don't know what I'm talking about. That's here I thought I was funny. being all clever. <laughs> That's really funny. So it was a good time at the fair. We had this good date and we obviously had like a good talk and things because... We, Were you actually in a good place at the end of it, Jessica? That's what it says. It's the next morning I wrote, I look forward to waking up each day again. <laughs> and I'm excited for the day ahead of me. Well, that's good. It's such a good place to be back to. 
So obviously it was good. What did I do right? What was what was <laughs> the right thing at this Western Idaho Fair date? What made the difference? Yeah, what made the difference? I think you like must I... have just been willing to talk to me. And I'm sure the fact that you actually followed through in putting me as a priority. I mean, it's a smart move. Smart move on your your end of, hey, let's go on a date and we're going to the fair. Because I don't know if you've ever people watched at a fair. It makes you feel pretty good about yourself. <laughs> and if you're with a cute girl, you're like, all right, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> at least you still thought I was cute at that point. <laughs> That's good. But anyways, back to like what was right about that. Because I honestly, I don't. I vaguely remember going to the fair. I think we've only gone to the fair with each other once. We took our kids a couple years ago. Yeah, but just you just and I. Just you and I, yeah. Matt doesn't like the fair, quite honestly. No, I love the food there. and Maybe it, that was my happy place. <laughs> you just didn't realize it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just an opportunity to actually talk and that you, like I said, you put me first. You made an effort to actually show up for me, which was something, you know, when you start a marriage with kids, kids kind of take over. And it's hard to like find this balance of making the other person feel like sometimes they're a priority. Well, and I think, I mean, here's the thing. We are taught all of our lives that when you have children, you do everything for the children. You make sure and you raise the children like as best as you possibly can. Of course. I don't know. I do think... There's an extreme to that that way too many people oh, absolutely. let become their reality. Absolutely. You, you cannot be a good parent if you aren't taking care of yourself and For your sure. relationship and it's all the other aspects of your life. You can't always put your kids first and expect that to be a healthy thing. Yeah. Well, and I wrote in here somewhere that, and I don't know which journal entry it was in, but that this isn't the example of a relationship I wanted to give Penny. Like at the point where we were at, this isn't what I wanted her to think she should have in a relationship. And how old was she at this time? She's three. Yeah. But I mean, continuing forward, that's something she sees and watches. And Right. So let's go back a little bit to the trip to Victor and the Grand. Like, what were the conversations? Obviously, you said that you had a conversation with your Aunt Casey. Like, what were the conversations that you had with your parents, your siblings, and, and their spouses? Like... So this is where I, I, if I remember correctly at this point, I mean, they knew things weren't okay, obviously, because they know me well enough to know when I'm not okay. <laughs> and wasn't this cabin, and I've still never been to this cabin. I don't even know what? where it's at. But it's wasn't, a cool cabin. What? It's a cool cabin. Oh, is it? Cool. Maybe someday. <laughs> I've only been um, up there once since you and I were married, and this was it. But wasn't this the cabin that you went to when you and Steve just separated as well? No. No? My family went up there sometime during the summer when Steve and I were dating again, and I got really sick. Yeah, so didn't you take a picture with your family? Yeah, and... so I drove up just for the day to get the picture, and then I went home because oh, I was okay. too sick. Matt, please refer to episode 41 where we <laughs> went over these details. Oh, sorry. I'm just kidding. I don't remember what episode it was, but there was an episode where we talked about this. Yeah, there was. Yep. I'm just trying to refresh the memories of our listeners as well. Like, this is that same cabin. This is the family oh, cabin. Sure. And just doing it for the listeners. 
Yeah. <laughs> so are you like inferring that it was like a place I'd created lots of memories with Steve and so you no, didn't want to be there or no, what? No, not at all. I'm just, oh. I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to place it, place it. Where yeah. It's a cabin we went to a lot growing up. Like it's always been, well, from like high school on or something. I lived there during the summer in my summer after college. I worked up at Jackson Hole at the Alpine Slide and stuff. So it was somewhere I'd spent a lot of time. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't been up there. That's the last time I've been up there since you and I have been married though. I haven't been up again. So what else do you have marked? So the next, like a couple of days later, I say it was a good day yesterday. I picked up Sarah and Hank from school. Hank ran up and threw his arms around me. So sweet. And then we all went swimming and they helped me make cookies when we got home. And then last night, Sarah told me she loved me, which just melted my heart. I'm so grateful for these moments. And that was something reading that I was like, oh my gosh. And now I'm getting all choked up about it. (laughs) But it was a good reminder to me that at one point, these kids really did, they were able to have this relationship with me where they were able to connect with me. And we had fun. And not that we don't now, we still do, but it has definitely changed and been influenced in a different way where they just don't feel as comfortable with me. They don't want to connect. They don't want to connect. And that's not their fault, but it's just the situation. And I just reading that, I was like, oh man, I hope that they remember some of those moments. And they remember some of the other moments, you know, that we have now. Not that those moments aren't there completely gone, but I think it was just more of a regular thing back then when they were, they were just little. They were little guys. Innocent. uh, That's a pretty natural thing for little kids to welcome their new step-parent into their life and show affection and Mm -hmm. feel love just like I mean isn't don't you think that that's like the natural kid response to a scenario like that when it's uninfluenced by any other sources oh yeah absolutely I mean that's what they want they see this person that their other their parent loves you know in this case Matt loves me and I'm in the home and I've got this other little girl that I love and show affection to. And so it's a natural desire to want to connect and be that way. And I think for a while we facilitated that pretty well and were able to have moments of connection that that were very meaningful. So yeah, that was a good, a good moment <laughs> to remember. And I remember like Hank wrote me notes about <laughs> I have a picture of one of them thanking me for taking him to do to the gym. It was going to the gym because he liked going to play at the gym while I worked out. The yak. Yeah. And telling me thanks for taking him and that he loved me and stuff. And yeah, I was just reflecting on some of those moments when I read that entry right there. I don't know how much you guys want to get into this at all or in this episode, but you're clearly implying that that didn't last. Yeah. And we'll get there. We'll get there. As to when that changed and why and yeah, all those dynamics. But I do want to go back because I asked the question and it got reverted again. The conversations that was happening at the cabin with oh, your yeah. family. We got off track. I honest, like I said, I don't think, I don't think there was a ton said because all the kids are there. I don't think we got into a huge conversation except that you didn't come, and I think I. I think there's part of me that was still, that was in that protective mode of, that I knew so well with Steve of, 
I do not want to diminish how these people look at my husband. I don't want them to have negative feelings towards him. Or think lesser of. Or less of him. So I, I am only sharing so much to protect you and to protect that because that's something that I think is hugely important. While you do want to share and be open, there's like a time and a place. Like I know there's a time after I've healed some that I can start sharing that and not let it impede the relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah. So I try and I still, I mean, that's very, that's something I live by is (laughs) I'm not going to spill everything in the moment of when I'm a mess because that's going to do more damage with their relationship than it is going to do good. You do need people to talk to, but oftentimes that's not (laughs) my parents in the heat of the moment because I don't want to mess up that relationship. Yeah, it's almost like you don't want to throw the dirty laundry into the dirt because it'll just get dirty. You want to wait till that laundry is dried a little bit. Yeah. Were you quoting Michael Scott too? Yeah, I think so. Huh? <laughs> it kind of sounded like it. Like that's a that's a weird analogy, Matt. <laughs> Sometimes I listen to Matt on his work calls, and he gives the weirdest analogies. It's so funny, <laughs> but they work. They work, and it is so funny. Anyways, oh, do you know what happens next, Matt? No. We go to the drive-in. What? Just the two of us. Oh, drive-in snap. movie. The yeah, drive-in, drive-in movie. movie. Which what did you see? <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't think we watched much of it. <laughs> I didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> I think that was still during the part where Matt thought I was a sex addict. Yep. And yeah, very much so. And I think that's that moment might have solidified that more yeah, for was, him. Was, so it, that was yep. <laughs> Without Uh-oh. going into much more detail. All right, carry on. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to. I think that might be good for the night. I, I literally, I after that, I feel like I'm falling apart again. So I will share this. Like I remember, I remember watching you leave on this trip to the Grand. I remember watching you out the window out of the house and driving away in the Acadia, right? It was you and Penny in the Acadia. Okay. And I remember you putting Penny in and strapping her in, in the back seat and watching you close the door, walk to the back of the car. And it looked as though you were just totally breaking down at the back of the car. I probably was. And you were trying to compose yourself to the point where you could walk around, get in the driver's seat, and not have Penny see you like completely broken. Yeah. Is that fairly accurate? I would imagine so, yes. I mean, we haven't talked about this. No. I mean, and, and I'm going through, and I, <laughs> if you can see me right now, I got my eyes closed. I'm, I'm trying to go through like these thoughts and these visuals in my mind. And as I'm watching this like happen, like obviously through my mind, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing to cause this pain and hurt and anguish? And there was a lot of reflection obviously done Yeah. when you were gone. And yeah, anyways. And I knew I was hurting you and I didn't know exactly how to fix it. Yeah. So. I feel like you kind of 
would go into self-destruct mode in scenarios like this. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, of course, I wasn't witnessing these. I was just hearing about them after the fact or picking up on where Jessica was at with all of it. But, and it, you know, it's just thinking about this, like subconsciously, like I could have been just testing the relationship. Like subconsciously, I could have just been like, how far can I actually feel like legitimately like I'm hurting her? And how, you know, how long will she stay? Why would you do that? Because it was really easy to do in my last relationship to push the envelope and just watch the person walk away and run away so easily. And I was probably testing, like, how far would this, will this person still love me? Like, will it be through the thick? I, I, I don't know. It's interesting that you remember watching me in that pain because... <laughs> I mean, I remember just trying to hide, and I obviously waited till I was out of the house to fall apart. Yeah. Trying to hide as much as I could from you. I knew you felt it and saw it. Oh, it just killed me inside. Yeah. But I just, I was just trying <laughs> to be strong and to try and make it through somehow, you know, like I didn't want, I didn't want to do any more damage by being fragile. <laughs> and it's interesting because I've been accused by people of just being too sensitive during that time. And I just <laughs> wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you want to punch him in the face? Because I wasn't fragile. I was not fragile. And I wasn't... Why were the Your feelings you were... were justified. Yeah. I, I mean... Someone's saying you're being too sensitive, basically. So very much so. Like, like... I will say this, like her feelings were totally justified. Like I was not helping the situation at all. And I knew that. I just didn't know how to fix it, right? In the moment, I had, I still don't know how I would fix it. Other than patience and time. I don't know. Yeah. Matt, it seems like you somehow got it in your head that this marriage is doomed and there's nothing I can do. Well, and that's what he- Stop it. From that's, blowing up, so why try? Right, is that accurate? Right, that's 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 basically accurate. what we talked about last time. Is that he uh -huh. had determined it was going to fail, and so it was failing fast and hard. And so one of the things I do want to bring up about this is, like the Matt and I both trying to take time to regroup, which I think is a really good idea and very important for any type of relationship. That you take personal time. Like I say in there, I just want to go to my parents' house while everybody's gone and take a day or two to like figure myself out emotionally so I can go back and show up better. And it sounds like Matt kind of did that while I was gone, was kind of work through his feelings of what he needed to be able to show up better. And I just had a call with somebody this week and I was like, this is the thing you need to do right now is to create some time for yourself. Like it's a huge game changer for you sometimes and sometimes even an hour of time by yourself can change how you're showing up and how you're feeling where you're when it's extreme i say take at least a night take a day take 24 hours take 48 hours what you can get but it really makes a difference you gotta feel your feelings yeah you gotta, you gotta feel them, them and then figure out what you need to work through and how you can work through it and you can't talk to someone else about 
what the problems are until you've already talked to yourself about them. Like you have to have worked that out in your head. Yeah. And I think it's really important that you, you have to have that alone time truly like broken off away from children and yeah. um, anything else. Like, yeah, cause I, yeah, anyways. Makes a difference. But yeah. So the grand teach on, I felt like was a big thing, not only physically that I accomplished, but also just coming back to that relationship and stepping up again and being like, all right, I need, I'm staying in this marriage. I'm staying in this relationship. So here's the funny thing. I'm going to put the effort in to ask Matt on a date. It's come up a couple of times after this. Like if Jessica would ever climb the grand again. And what is that answer? No. Why not? Because it was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how often people do that. Like this big crowning achievement that like, you know some big goal they've worked towards and it was just awful. But let's ask the question again. Like, (laughs) Jessica, would you ever do those emotions? Would you ever want to do those again that we were going through? That's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Would you want to do them? Just like climbing the ground? I don't don't want to, ever. I mean, the difference between that is that you have control over walking up a mountain. Yes. You don't have control over I have no control over... Any others' emotions or yes. decisions. Getting back into the same situation, ideally we never get there again. But that being said, I know other things are going to come up in my life and our life that are going to be hard and yep. feel just as hard. It's going to feel different than what that did. Just as me getting divorced from Steve felt different than you and I getting married and all of those things. But they were different, but they were hard. Yeah. I don't know if they were equally as hard, but it's just a... It's a totally different situation. Yeah, it's just going through... It's just life. <laughs> and it's never a place I want to go back to, quite honestly. I don't know. I mean, I would make it through, but it was hard for a long time. <laughs> there you go. Steve, are you there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> are you snuggling Oscar? Oscar left. Oh, he got bored of our conversation. (laughs) I guess so. He's bringing him down. (laughs) He's bringing him down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, ultimately we made it through and I'm sure we're closer because of it. And Matt trusts me more now because of all of that because I literally think it's a lot of what you were saying is you were just trying to see subconsciously seeing where was my breaking point to see if I would break and I just kept showing back up (laughs) you couldn't get rid of me (laughs) so I do remember something that happened shortly after this that we should talk about next time what's that and it's Penny's relationship with Matt oh I feel like that was my next big thing amidst me and you dealing with each other that I had to work with with Penny. And I think, Steve, you are probably in on some of this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. And that's something I haven't really talked to you about, some stuff that came up during that too, Matt. Yeah. Not that you did anything horrible. Oh, okay. But just a kid working through yeah. how to show up with a step-parent, you know? Yeah. And the struggles there. Okay. All right. I think that's it. I said, all right. Boom. Steve, what is your deal? 
I don't know. What do you want me to say? Are you falling asleep? No, I'm good. <laughs> Are you over there drinking? <laughs> no. We can't actually see Steve's video. Yeah, it's actually kind of frustrating. Which is why I think it's really funny that the two of you, like, from my perspective, it looks like you're looking right at me. Like you've been talking <laughs> into the camera. <laughs> well, it's like we're talking to Even Steve in blank, blank face. <laughs> I actually put my mic down for like 10 minutes and went and got a snack in the kitchen. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's why Steve's been so quiet. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. I'll show you guys some pictures of me climbing the ground. We'll post those because it's, <laughs> I feel like they're super pathetic. Your pictures? Yeah. You told us they were amazing and you look awesome. You were all excited about them at the beginning. I was teasing. I was being sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were serious. I knew she was being sarcastic. Mountains at all. I was being sarcastic. Okay. There are some beautiful she pictures. She looks beat up. But the pictures of me, I look very Physically beat up. and emotionally. Yes. <laughs> all right. Can't wait to see them. All right. Okay. Talk to you okay. later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right. Now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.